Today we discuss some other options the Islanders have when trying to acquire a goal scorer and should the Fisherman jerseys make a comeback as the reverse retro jersey. We've got all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday or midweek edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin here. So glad you could join us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to discuss, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to reach out. Send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout this busy offseason. Free agent signings, trade rumors, anything happening to your New York Islanders between now and the start of training camp in September. We'll have it covered for you here on Locked on Islanders again. Between now and training camp, we are on a three- show a week schedule so it'll be monday wednesday friday uh as to when new shows are released both on your favorite podcatcher and on youtube so we got some more emails to discuss and one of the things that people are asking is about some other players who may be able to help the islanders we have a an email from ian in westchester uh he says, how about something on Timo Meyer, Talented sniper power forward that can find the net and is pretty young. Maybe something also on Sonny Milano, possibly. Not to be the sniper the Islanders need to, to be a compliment to Matthew Barzal. Barzal has a very similar skill set to Trevor Zegris, so it could work out nice. Thank you, Ian, in Westchester. Well, Ian, uh, thank you for the question. Thank you for the email uh, some thoughts, and I, I do have a few. Timo Meyer, first of all, uh, definitely somebody who may become available. Has one year left on his contract, first round pick of the Sharks back in 2015. He's 25 years old, although he'll turn 26 in early October, so right before the season starts. Uh Coming off a 35-goal, 76-point season, and, you know, you would sort of have to 
figure that that kind of player is more or less what the doctor ordered. Now, the thing about Meyer, he's a little less consistent than your uh, Matthew Kachuks and your uh, Tarasenko's and, and some of the other players who we have had discussions about. He had 35 goals in 77 games last year, uh, but only 12 goals in 54 games in 2020-2021, 22 goals in 70 games the year before that, and 30 goals in 78 games back in 2018 2019. So a little less consistency. Now, obviously, part of it is that he was playing on some relatively shaky San Jose Sharks teams that really didn't have as many offensive weapons as they did earlier in his career. And, you know, that is another reason why he may become available. The Sharks, now with a new GM, uh, in Greer, certainly in a rebuilding mode. Meyer is a player who they may be able to get a a nice bounty for. They may not look to re-sign him as his contract expires at the end of the coming season, and they might be able to get some draft picks and or prospects and or younger players for Meyer. Now, at 26, that's still a good age where you pick him up you can get an extension on him for five, six, seven years. You still have him locked up on his prime. And by the time you get into year four, five, six, seven of this deal, assuming the cap continues to go up, it's still a good deal. I think Timo Meyer would be a very solid pickup. He probably wouldn't cost you as much as what uh, Matthew Kachuk cost the Florida Panthers. But... We have to see, you know, what the Sharks will be asking for. And overall, I think Meyer would be a good pickup. He's a right wing who shoots left-handed. So you get the feeling he could play either side uh, and would give Matthew Barzal that goal scorer that he's looking for. Now, the other question that Ian asked was about Sonny Milano. And I've mentioned Sonny Milano once before on the podcast during the offseason. Gotta love a Massapequa kid. Uh, Also not at all old, 26, roughly the same age, a year older essentially than Timo Meyer drafted a year before him. Uh, But the difference is that Milano, as you mentioned, Ian, not a sniper. And... You know, his high in goals scored, he hasn't even had a 20-goal season in the NHL. So, to me, if you were to get a Sonny Milano, you're probably putting him on your third line. And the Islanders don't really need help in that area. Now, you know, if you want to get younger and you want to, you know, add a local kid to the lineup... I have no objection to Sonny Milano. I'm just trying to say, you know, maybe if you're trading away an Anthony Bavillier or trading away uh, a Zach Parise or or a, uh, you know, Kyle Palmieri, maybe then you have room for a Sonny Milano who'll give you 10 to 15 goals a year uh, and, and, you know, some other intangibles. But, again, 
I don't see Milano right now, the way this roster is currently constituted, as filling a big need. So, you know, we, we, we have to see exactly where that goes. Now, another email we got, uh, Farquad from Oceanside, and I apologize for not getting to this uh, a little bit sooner. We were going to talk about it on Monday, but we got a little backed up. But he basically says, uh, I'm wondering if you could talk about the possibility of the Islanders staying pat this offseason and what their chances would look like if they did so. Well, they could stay pat. And I think you're looking at a team that would be a fringe playoff team, that they would be 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, something in that range in the conference. Now, you could stay pat, and you'll probably still be somewhere between 20th and 25th in the league in goals scored. And you'll need your goaltenders and your defense to step up and do a really good job. Could the Islanders sneak into the playoffs, again, as as a wild card team or a third or fourth place team? In the Metropolitan Division, possibly, but I think the lack of goal scoring, uh, unless Alexander Romanov really steps up and plays exceptionally well, and the Islanders stay healthy because the depth, especially on defense, isn't really strong right now, um, It you're talking about trying to score sneak into the playoffs the way this team is presently constituted rather than a team that is right in the thick of the division title hunt. And I think part of the problem is when you go to the offseason, the Hurricanes and Rangers still got to be considered contenders. The Blue Jackets clearly improved themselves this offseason. The Devils got better this offseason. Uh, it, it really becomes sort of a, a question of, you know, what the Islanders can do because you still have Washington, Pittsburgh, Carolina, the Rangers, the Blue Jackets, all going to fight for that playoff spot. Can't really, the Devils are improved. It's going to be difficult, I think for the Islanders, the way they're presently constituted, to get into the playoffs. Not impossible. They did it in 2020 and in 2021. And because of the style this team plays, they can go on a long playoff run once they get in. But uh, we have to see. Farquad from Oceanside, thank you very much for the question. Uh, hope I answered it. And I, I think that, you know, this team, it would be tough. For them to get into the playoffs the way if they stand pat. Again, you could maybe make a move of the trade deadline to improve your chances, but that means that the team would have to be in contention for a playoff spot before we get to the deadline. We have got more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Should the Fisherman jersey make a comeback? Seems to be a hot topic this offseason. We've got that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source, source for odds, lines, and games. 
Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, some talk out there, uh, of which I have to say I'm a little bit surprised. But uh, the Islanders, rumors going around that the Islanders may incorporate the old fisherman jerseys from the mid to late 90s into their uh, 2022-2023 reverse retro jerseys. Uh, basically, the rumor, as reported uh, by NYI Hockey Now, says that it will not be an exact replica of the original fisherman jerseys, but it would be a different and darker shade of blue, kind of similar to the reverse retro jersey from 2019-2020. So let's talk a little bit about the fisherman jerseys. They were introduced in the 1995-96 season, and it was not an easy time for the New York Islanders. No matter how you look at it, uh, it, it, it just was a situation where the Islanders were not winning, they were struggling, and the departure from the team's traditional logo kind of rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way. The team was kind of mocked and made fun of, uh, because the jersey looked a lot like the Gorton's Fisherman jersey. Uh, you know, frozen fish sticks. You had fans chanting at Madison Square Garden and, and unfortunately even at the Nassau Coliseum. We want fish sticks. Uh, and look, it, it sort of brings back memories of the Mike Milbury era, uh, which was not a great time. I mean, look, the 95-96 Islanders went 22 50 and 10 that's 28 games under 500 there were no overtime losses and all of that but you know they were in seventh place in what was then the Atlantic division and they were 32 points behind the devils who finished sixth realistically speaking it just wasn't a good time for the Islanders in the following year, the Islanders used the uh, a sort of modified fish sticks logo and the fisherman jersey. They went 29-41-17, again, last place in the Atlantic Division, did not make the playoffs, but at least they were closer. They were competitive that year, but still 12 games under 500. So... The legacy for those fans who are old enough to remember the jerseys, which, by the way, do bear a striking resemblance to the Maven himself, Stan Fischler, but that's we're going to separate that from uh, the equation. Just, just saying, you know. But, uh, you know, for the fans who are old enough to remember it, 
it brings back memories of a time when the Islanders weren't spending a lot of money, were being run by Mike Milbury, who is, you know, not very popular uh, for Islander fans who remember that era, and just lost a lot of hockey games. They brought back the original logo eventually, and that seemed to help the fans. For younger fans, though, the logo is different. It's original. It's cool-looking. They don't have that first-hand memory of those times in the mid to late 90s when this franchise was struggling the way it was. And they just like the way the jersey looks. And I think... We've seen sales of the jersey uh, at the Islanders team store and the NHL store. I think there is a place for this as the reverse retro jersey. It wasn't my favorite thing at the time. I would not want to go back to it as the team's primary logo. But, you know, the reverse retro reverse jerseys that they used in 2019, 2020... They were just too darn similar to the team's regular jersey. It's just a slightly darker shade of blue. And, and, and other than that, it's more or less the logo and the team's jersey. This is part of the team's heritage, whether it was a particularly good time or a rough time. And it's different. And if it'll increase jersey sales and, and get people talking a little bit, you're talking about as the reverse retro jersey, what, wearing it five, six, seven times a season? I don't mind that. Uh, I would never want them to go back to it as the primary, but even though it brings back some pretty rough memories for me of the, uh, of the Mike Milbury era, uh, I would have no objection to bringing it back. I want to see, though, if they do, Got to bring back Ziggy Palfy to sort of, you know, have some kind of ceremony. He was by far the best player on the Islanders during the time that they were wearing the Fisherman jersey. So uh, I would love to see that, uh, you know. And again, uh, management, ownership, they've done a pretty good job of starting to re-involve some of the alumni. If you could bring back... Uh, you know, a Ziggy Palfi, uh, maybe a, uh, you know, a Derek King or a, a Kenny Janssen. You know, you bring back some of these guys, and I think that would even be a nice touch to, you know, have them around the first time that you introduce those uh, jerseys at a home game. I'm not against it. I think it would be an interesting move, but we'll see whether or not it actually comes to fruition. We have got more to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast when we return our Islanders birthday of the day. A goalie who went on to become a member of the front office. Let's see if you can guess who that is. It shouldn't be too hard. That and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, Thursday will be the 53rd birthday of former Islanders goalie and general manager Garth Snow, the native of Rentham, Massachusetts. Uh, Drafted by the Quebec Nordique in the sixth round back in 1987 after a 
successful four years at the University of Maine, made his NHL debut in 93-94 with Quebec, but went on to play for the Flyers and Canucks and briefly the Penguins before joining the Islanders in 2001-2002, was uh, the Islanders' either backup or starting goalie through the 2005-2006 season when he retired and stepped right up to become the Islanders' general manager. And, you know, I know at times during his GM tenure, fans were a little frustrated by Garth Snow, but first of all, one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. And always had time, did some uh, a couple of good interviews with him over the years. But the other thing is this. Uh, Garth Snow didn't always have a lot to work with. Ownership was not allowing him to spend money for a good portion of his tenure as GM, especially early on. And with some fairly shrewd moves, like, uh, you know, the moves that got Johnny Boychuk uh, and Nick Letty to the island the drafting of John Tavares, he was able to build the Islanders into a team that got to the playoffs a few times and and became respectable. So he was able to get the Islanders past that Mike Milbury black hole of, of losing and eventually rebuild the club. As a goalie, pretty big guy, 6'3", 200 pounds, and, uh, you know, he, he got the job done. One of those guys who wore a lot of pads back when that was, uh, you know, the Michelin Man look was in vogue for NHL goalies. We'll go back and look at one of Garth Snow's better games with the Isles. December 6, 2001, at the first Union Center in Philadelphia. Islanders visiting the Flyers. Garth Snow, obviously the goalie for the Isles. Roman Chechmanek, the goalie for the Flyers. And... The Islanders would get on the board first. Marius Tchaikovsky, his eighth. From Oleg Kavasha and Alexei Yashin at 4-10. That made it one to nothing. Islanders, late in the first period, the Islanders extend their lead. Marius Tchaikovsky is ninth. From Oleg Kavasha at 17-48. Isles up two to nothing. And by the way, that's the way this game ended. Garth Snow... 33 saves to make the shutout. Islanders outshot 33-30 in what was a fairly evenly matched game. But Garth Snow coming up big with those 33 saves to earn the big shutout. Now, in his tenure with the Islanders, he had four shutouts in four seasons, two of them coming in 2001-2002. This was his only shutout of 2003-2004. His best season with the Isles, 02-03. He had a 2.31 goals against average and a 9.18 save percentage. So, uh, happy 53rd birthday to former Islanders goalie and general manager Garth Snow. Nice guy, dry sense of humor, and and just a, a hard-working, good person. We wish Garth a very happy birthday and many, many happy more. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Wondering what you all think about the possibility of bringing back the Fisherman jerseys as the reverse retro jersey this coming season? Feel free to email or comment on Twitter or on uh, YouTube. 
uh, at the bottom of this video. Feel free to make a comment, and we'll certainly talk about that a little bit more if people do send in the comments. Also, Timo Meyer, what do you think about that possibility of Meyer being another player the Islanders could trade for, whether it be before the season starts or during the upcoming season when the Sharks may be willing to deal him when we get closer to the trade deadline. So another possible sniper who may become available who might be able to help the New York Islanders. Thank you to our listeners for their questions. And, uh, you know, always great to hear from all of you. want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back Friday with the latest uh, Islanders news and happenings, so make sure you join us for that. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.